The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must take America. Back as liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Lord knows they'll try to silence our voices. No, they wouldn't try to silence our voices. Second hour of the National Intel Report. I'm your host, John Statmiller. With you on the last day of June, folks, the 30th of 2020. I've got a caller. I can't... Uh... Oh, Ken in Spokane, or is that Spokane, Washington? Go ahead, sir. Spokane. Spokane. Okay, well, I just wanted to chime in on your comments about the NFL. I think that's a good uh, op- opportunity to help people wake up a little bit. I don't know how many people are aware of it, but the NFL is a nonprofit. And what nonprofit do you want to support that pays their employees hundreds of millions of dollars? Um, it's also another opportunity to show how uh, black people and white people work together Uh-oh. to allow you, their team to uh-oh. win. Somehow, somehow, Ken, that's got to be a racist statement. Somehow, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just intellectually intellectually dishonest, you know, the way they present themselves when they're a non-profit. I mean, I, I don't know how they get to make all those political statements and whatever when they're a non-profit, but the other thing is, is that the amount of energy and money I personally have spent as well as everyone else uh, supporting the NFL we could have just used even a partial tiny bit of that to solve some of these problems just think what a better country we would have you know with black people and white people working together to allow their team their country to win um, so I, it's kind of the gist of what I wanted to say but every time I Get online here like this, my brain turns to pudding. No, you 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 said it perfectly. I mean, and this was what I was trying to relate that for a lot of these guys, this is the highest paying job that they're ever going to get in their lives. And a lot of these players end up bankrupt. They end up getting scammed. They're loose with the money. And a few years out of the NFL or the NBA or whatever, they're broke. Why? But it means that the NFL should be called the non-fiduciary league. Yeah, well, 
Well, speaking about the individuals that played these games, um, they didn't know how to go out there and earn millions on their own. They had an opportunity to play for an organization, whatever their tax-exempt status is, and they made millions of dollars. With any other person that's a millionaire that has gone out there and built something from scratch, you know, you've heard the old story about you strip down a millionaire, you take everything from him, you strip him down to his underwear, put him on a street corner any town USA, that guy's going to be back. He'll be back on top because he knows how to work to achieve his goal. And that's one of the things that's missing in the NFL. I mean, it's like a big fat giveaway. You go out there, like I said, high risk, high return. Some of these guys have been severely injured. Some of them paralyzed. Some of them killed on the field. But well, I've allowed myself to be emotionally injured by you know my team losing and things like that. So involved in it that I just well, if that's the case, so I mean, up in the moment. if that's the case, why am I not a basket case? Because the Detroit Lions have not won a championship since 1957. <laughs> well, I used to be a Raider fan, so I can kind of relate. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, now they're going to be out in Vegas. They're going to be the Vegas Raiders. <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's a proper alignment. But at any rate. You know, getting back to your statement here, it, the, that's the point I was trying to get across. 70-plus percent of any given football team in the NFL is black. They have to work with their other players, be they Hawaiian, be them, be them white, whatever. It takes joint effort and cohesiveness to achieve the goal. And the goal is very simple in the NFL. Put more points on the board than the other guy. Do that enough times during the season. Congratulations. You get to go play somebody else that had a goodly amount of success and let the teams play and let's see who the the victor is. Under the same rules. Under the most important point about this is under the same rules. Right, and it's so important to see that the amazing things that they accomplish when they work together... You know, it's not about skin color. It's about achieving an objective together. I, I, I give you the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles of a couple of years ago. There, There's your classic football example. Nobody, nobody saw that coming. They didn't see the Philadelphia Eagles becoming Super Bowl winners. With a quarterback that everybody looked at and said, this guy ain't got a chance. He didn't know that. He went out there and played his heart out. He wanted to win. The t- the team players wanted to win, and it worked out because they all cooperated. I, I mean, I-, I can think of no better example, Ken, than that. It's just amazing. Well, it I just is. wanted to chime in on that, and I appreciate uh, everything you're doing, and I'll let you go. By the way, um, how's uh, how's Seattle? How's things working out there? Well, I stay away from Seattle as much as possible. Um, I'm extreme eastern Washington. We're pretty much conservative. In fact, about 8% of the state is is conservative. It's just that we have two major counties over there that drive the body politic. And, you know, they loaded them up with uh, the national uh, whatever leftists, NF leftists. Um, so that that's unfortunately what drives the body politics statewide. Um, but I'm still having a little bit of problem with the uh, executive branch making legislative decisions telling us that we have to wear masks. Yeah. And 
you know, the data shows that, you know, less oxygen uptake, more CO2 uptake, and then creating a bacterial environment around your mouth that you can breathe in and get a lung infection from. And isn't that amazing? And, and, And people discovered with the common cold. There, there, there was no preventative medicine. There wasn't anything that you could take. The, the best you could do is keep your immune system up. But every once in a while, you got the common cold. And what they finally figured out, guess what your mouth was? That was the breeding ground to allow the cold to continue till it runs its course. Your body makes enough antibodies to kick, it, you know, kick its butt and get it out of your body. And, and what was one of the things that they discovered? Oh, well, in that bacterial-laden thing, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, it's the biohazard uh, procedures in a hospital, if I'm not mistaken. Once you wear a mask, you know, it goes into the can, and then it goes into the incinerator. You know, you don't reuse it. So there's just so many things about this that are troublesome yeah. to me, but... Um, you know, I'm no expert, but at the same time... That's okay. The experts uh, are no experts. They're just damn good liars, Ken. It's okay. Well, unfortunately, that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, Ken, I appreciate your call. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. What else you got there? Mark Anderson. Mark Anderson? Hello, Mark Anderson. Hey, I got some breaking news. Have you heard about the Cullen County Board of Commissioners and the the directive they discussed back in May about counting COVID-19 cases? Mm -mm. Well, um, I went back, I got notice on this from an email, and I went back um, to the actual website of the Cullen County Board of Commissioners in Texas near near Plano, and that's spelled C-O-L-L-I-N. And uh, simply put, Back in May of this year, May 18, 2020, and this is this is according to the footage of their actual meeting, the actual footage and archive footage of their meeting. So this is not somebody saying this about them. They said they 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 discussed openly in the meeting, and this is seen on the footage of the meeting that for every COVID-19 case that they so-called confirm with the PCR test, which itself is unreliable, they are automatically assuming 15 more cases and and adding it to the caseload arbitrarily. Well, and Mark, another thing that they're doing with this COVID testing, that 50 to 80% false reading, um, how many people have the COVID-19? I mean, this is a cold virus, for God's sakes. And they're testing people. I mean, we got a lot of stuff. We got cancer cells in our body. We got a lot of stuff in our body, but it's our immune systems that fight this stuff off. It doesn't take a break. It's there every single day. It's how the body protects itself. And and exactly. The thing is, though, is this is open, open and shut case. This is a smoking gun. This is clear and uh, and um, unadulterated fraud out in the open at that public meeting as recorded by their own cameras of this county at the uh, county board of commissioners, what they call the you know commissioner's court in, in Texas. Um, there's no opinion here. They are fraudulently padding those case, those case counts. 
and a case doesn't doesn't have to be sick. All you have to do is test positive with the unreliable PCR test, whose own inventor said it was not reliable. Yeah. And, and then they take that, and you're assuming that's even accurate, and then you're automatically and arbitrarily adding 15 more without any testing, tracing, or anything, uh, just because they assume one person allegedly testing positive somehow, on average, comes into contact with maybe 12 to 15 people. Well, and and, and uh, let, let me let me throw something in here, Mark. Uh, the person that engineers your show on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays on this network, Julie. Yeah. Very nice woman. She loves her yeah. job. Thank God, because I converted her from a secretary to a board op. I didn't know how that was going to work out, but she's doggone good at her job. And she likes it, which is even more important. Um, she told me a story today. Uh, she has maintained friendship with some people that were pretty well-to-do. And down on the, um, what's the island? Uh, San Padre Island. I'm sorry. South, South Padre Sa- Island. South yeah. Padre Island, excuse me. Um, okay. Husband and wife are down there. The husband drowns. It was a clear drowning accident. How she was allowed to ride to the hospital with her husband is another matter. But when they got to the hospital, they approached her and said, we need to test him for COVID-19. And she looked at him and said, what? My husband drowned. It was an accidental drowning. He didn't die of COVID-19. He drowned. But lo and behold, what they were trying to do is test him for the cold virus. And, of course, he would have been heaped on, well, there's another body count. It's COVID-19. Mark, this whole thing has been engineered from day one. And Mm -hmm. this COVID-19 was not deadly. Now they're claiming there's 125 or 126,000 deaths in the country. This is due to the revised figures of the CDC because people are looking at them going, oh, really? But how many of those 125,000 actually died? And, and, and the motivating factor here would be because they got the coronavirus. The, the number is probably just ridiculously low. And um, so as if we needed more proof, but this... This now is the smoking gun, and um, I'm getting a copy of the minutes soon of the meeting, so I'll have in print what was said on the video. I've got the agenda already, the original footage, and some other footage. But the bottom line is, is this is this is super fraud. This horse has to be ridden until this race is over. We have to use this Colon County, Texas item to put a, a, an end to this and arrest this fraud once and for all. Well, there can be there can be no there can be no prevarication here. This has to stop. Well, you you know who Desi Andrews is. Um, say that again. Desi Andrews been in Austin for years. I know you haven't been down. Yeah, okay. At any rate, she she is suing the governor. She is suing the commissioner's court, a specific judge, and she's suing the mayor of Austin on just what you were talking about. This is constructive fraud. This is racketeering. And this is provable. 
Yeah, there, there's no ambiguity here anymore. Whatever ambiguity there might have been is, is completely swept away. And um, that that's my brief news report. i got to let you go for various reasons, but I wanted to make sure and throw this in the pot tonight while your show was in the middle of the show. Thank you. And, yeah, this is C-O-L-L-I-N, Collin County, up near Plano. Uh, you can go to the website, um, the May 18, 2020 meeting, but um, if any listeners want the links, uh, get their contact info, and I'll get the links over to them, whatever it takes. Okay. All righty. I appreciate that very much. Thank you, Mark Anderson. Sure. Take care, John. Thanks a lot. Have a good show. Okay. Thank you, sir. I'm sorry. What were you saying here? Okay. Well, let me take a look. Um, all right. Go ahead and post that up. John, what? No, don't give me the InfoWars story. I'm not accepting anything from InfoWars. Mm -hmm. Or Natural News now telling us there's hundreds and hundreds of pre-deployed guillotines across the country. You really... John in California. Hello, John. Hello, John. I, I I saw that thing about Cullen County on one of my websites early this morning. So, yeah, that's an interesting uh, thing. Anyway, um, one about Colin Kaepernick. I said this before. You know, if the guy wants to get back in, he's got to prove he can play ball. Forget about all this other BS he's doing. Mm -hmm. He'll never do it. Nobody's, somebody said now the, the what... Commissioner Roger Goodell is not like going to give him another chance. And, you, you know, what I don't like, Goodell, they're paying him over $40 million a year to do that job. That, that's insane. It is. What they want to do with that. But that's ridiculous. But um, anyway, on that, I also, uh, last week, I read a, a, from a former player's black, Burgess Owens. He was a journeyman. I think he was a defensive back. Might have played with New Orleans and some other teams. I'm not sure. But he just went, went ballistic about, you know, against the Eagles. Because, guys, you guys are nuts. You're just ruining your whole idea and your, your, uh, your careers by doing this kind of stuff. So that was interesting. Not, not uh, in the mainstream sports news or any news except uh, on, the, on the alternative. But uh, another thing, too, about COVID, I was reading my local neighborhood news. We have a, our own website. And you just get these people that are just insanely, you know, COVID, you know, oh, you wear a mask, you stay indoors, oh, you're hurting us if you're not doing this. And uh, I can see that's mostly what you read about. Those people who want to talk, a lot of them like me, I'm not going to answer them. Leave them alone. You just says, you know, if you're not, stay at home, stay away from us, you know, just so you think you're better. This all changes. And... Um, the other thing that some people about Black Lives Matter, they, they one made a rant about, well, if you had no uh, same-sex couples and they're all mixed-race couples, had mixed-race children, you wouldn't have a problem like this. And I, you know, anyway. It's, it's so insane. I mean, unless this, this conversation, this antagonizing dialogue, this got to stop. People have got to take a breath. I mean, they need to reflect on what's really going on. They really do. While these cultural deficients are running the street thinking they got the power, the only thing they're doing is pissing off the establishment. 
And rather than generating hate toward them, it's almost like a form of pity or sympathy. You're online with identity theft and cybercrimes on the rise. Your passwords, your identity, and even your physical location can be revealed to complete strangers. Would you like to surf the Internet anonymously and not have to worry about these threats? Well, now you can by visiting PatriotInternet.com. For about $2 per month, PatriotInternet.com will conceal your IP address and your physical location, allowing you to browse the web, send emails, and instant message anonymously. PatriotInternet.com will bypass filters, block sites, and keyword blocking. You can also bypass logging by your router and your ISP. With PatriotInternet.com, there is no software to install and uses 128-bit encryption for your protection. When using wireless hotspots, PatriotInternet.com shields your information from identity thieves and is compatible with Windows, Mac, and Linux. Protect your identity and your freedom with anonymous Internet access from PatriotInternet.com. Visit PatriotInternet.com today. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Steve Alkin sent me a text, and he says, uh, this text uh, from Christina Roberts said, a friend of mine runs a COVID unit at a hospital. 
They have a patient who needs transferred to a nursing home, but he first must have two consecutive negative tests for COVID-19. He's tested twice a week, still all positive results. The thing is, every positive test counts as a new CV-19 case. He's been there for 75 days. Think about that one, my friends. One person equals 20 new cases of CV-19. Thank you for that, Steve. (laughs) Tony in Virginia. Hello, Tony. Hello, Tony. I don't hear anything. Dave in New York. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, hello, John. Good afternoon. Hi. Um, hey, I, I really appreciate you having uh, uh, Desi on. Uh, she seems to be very well informed on, on legal mat- law matters. And uh, someone of that caliber uh, is is really an asset. But um, I'm not sure what she has to go on. Uh, she, she wasn't... Uh, she claims she wasn't defrauded by or damaged, harmed by the act. No, that's that's what the lawyers for the governor said. <laughs> well, she even admitted that yesterday. I thought. Well, Did she say that. Well, if you want to take this individually, I'm sure you can come up with uh, the damages. Uh, I agree. You know. I agree. So I don't know. This is this is legalese that she's got to battle her way through. But her 15 years plus experience of drilling down in this court system and finding what moves what is invaluable in a case like this. There's many individuals. Right, right. there, there's there's many individuals filing lawsuits, and we'll see where that goes. But this is charging the government of Texas with fraud, with RICO, with racketeering, and I think we can pretty much prove that with the amount of information that has been brought forth, has been vetted, of where this came from, how many years it's been in the planning, the sloppiness and this laissez-faire authorities of the CDC and the World Health Organization and whatever else. Uh, We'll see where this goes. She doesn't expect to win the case, but if she loses the case... It's going to wake up a lot of people. It's going to put people on notice. See, there, there's been no heat put on the governor here of Texas. There's been ro- yeah. really no heat on uh, put on the governor of New York. And as I said in the last Maybe hour... Maybe I could help with that. I'm sorry? Maybe I could help with that, I said. <laughs> well, uh, I'm up here in New York. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, however this turns out, We are seeking all remedies here. We're seeking all resource available to us. And if it doesn't work out, then we know exactly where we stand. And we then now understand where we have to go from here on. So this is going to have to play out. Well, John, but, but the basis, the basis for this, I do not see clearly that, that there's, you know, all this, fraud or that the incidence is less than the flu. I mean, it's been said on your show, even by you, that that the flu kills 80,000 people a year. 
And, you know, I do not see that at all. I see that on the average for the last seven years in the data that I saw taken from um, death certificates, that on the average 8,000 died. And in the bigger year, it was about 15,000 died according to the death certificates. Now, with the COVID-19 in the U.S., they're claiming about 130,000 right now. Mm -hmm. I realize there's problems. I realize there's miscounts. And there are people who who are pathologists who are saying it's way undercounted. Okay, so maybe there's some undercounting and maybe there's overcounting, and we do not know. I, I believe this. We do not know if it's 10% fraud or 90% fraud. I'll admit that. But but it um, we need something definitive to show that this, is, this isn't a big deal. And I'm hearing that, you know, some 30-year-old people from – Staten Island had a tough time with it. They survived. I mean, I just heard this today from some missionary from Liberia. I mean, she's retired. This is, she is a respectable person. Okay, so, you know, there's some incidents of something. And, and also, John, I agree that there's an incidence of something, and we don't necessarily know that it is COVID-19. But at the same time, sequencing has been done on COVID-19 and on various strains and publications were produced. So there's a lot of scientific evidence, apparently, that that the virus, you know, is out there and existing. It's and been out there and existing them. for 20, 30 years, my no, friend. No, John. That no, not this. This is not the flu. This is not a regular coronavirus. This is a a lab-made thing. I mean, it's pretty well defined, right? Well, now. even well okay, but even okay, going from that, even though they tinkered with it, they still didn't get the numbers they wanted. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? 
It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Extend your life with Extendovite. Extendovite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. Amazon customer, 5 out of 5 stars. I'm quite happy about it. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs, and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. Dr. Sam Surreal. Good product and ingredients. Kept my blood pressure normal after mild heart attack in 2015. Switched to plant-based diet also to reverse atherosclerosis. John Bispico's. Five out of five stars. Built up my immune system. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Tony in West Virginia. Go ahead, sir. Hello, this is he. Uh, am I coming through? Yes, you are. Go ahead. Okay, I, I'm actually in Virginia, not West Virginia. Uh, it's a pleasure to speak to you. Uh, I, I, someone else plugged you, and that's how I found you, and uh, I really love your even feel while home is burning, as they say. Uh, on, the, on this COVID, uh, I, I, like the previous call, and I run into these people, and I have family member, and how dangerous it is, and debating whether it's a a flu or this or that or, or whatever. I mean, the bottom line, does it justify having shut down the economy like they have? You know, and when I engage people, you know, just out in public on this and they go into and I even have people, you know, they think they're going to throw the Trump card on me about they know someone personally that died from COVID. That's usually what they'll throw at me because that's supposed to just stop you dead in your tracks, right? Mm-hmm. Like that. And I just calmly explain to them, I'm sorry to hear about your loss, but I have to be honest with you and tell you for every one person, and you're not the first, that I've heard that has lost someone, uh, there are countless that have lost their businesses, their jobs, uh, you know, can't make the mortgage, can't make the car note. Uh, and I don't know, that, that clip you played about how many people are believing this, and, and, and that, that's really the test, right? Uh, it, and just the, the, the thing with the mask, okay, I wear a shield. I'll just put that out there because if you don't, it's like you're the jerk that whatever. You, you got to deal with it and to do business. So I do the shield so I can breathe. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know exactly why I uh, threw that out there, but, well, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, many people, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, they're going to believe that there was a pandemic, that uh, the numbers don't show it, and they're never going to admit that it's just like war and everything. And that's when you got to realize that you've been propagandized, right? But, but Tony, but Tony, to the uninitiated out there that really doesn't believe that uh, the lion media, or they distrust government, but on an issue like this, they wouldn't fool around. You know, you're you're never going to be able to change those people's minds because they don't have their mind plugged in right. 
You know, they just don't. So there's never going to be anything you can do to convince them because this is an overwhelming propaganda exercise that newspapers, talking heads, even Fox News is doing it. Even Fox News, which which is disgusting to me. Uh, this probably wouldn't have happened under Rupert Murdoch's watch, but his sons are still... Uh, hard at work flipping Fox News to make it more like MSNBC or CBS or anybody else. It's the amount of propaganda and the volume that they've turned it up that has people's attention and it's mesmerizing to them. They can't hear anything else except this propagandized message repeated every single day coming from different sources. Well, it's got to be real, doesn't it, Tony? I mean, if so many people are talking, there's got to be something to it. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and that's the uh, the typical reaction, and that's why you have to get out of their narrative and try not to use the same words that they use. And when you, I, I'd heard that Noel Ignatius clip before uh, with not as much context of it, but, you know, it, it's, you know, calling black, white, and white, black, and up, down, and down, you know, so yeah. it's not white. It's a way to directly insult. It's, it's all anti-white propaganda to dare, tear down the founding stock of this country. And if you're, and if you think they're saying all that stuff because they believe it, they're not calling you racist because they think you're racist. They just know that it's been effective again and again. And if, if you're still just saying, I'm not, I'm no, but I'm not a racist. And you're in that defense. Uh, <laughs> you're never going to win. You're never going to get out of that. Yeah. It's an abusive relationship. Really. When you look at it, it's like one spouse cheats on the other one and then constantly accuses the, the other of, of infidelity. I mean, the, the black-on-white crime is like 10 to 1. So, I mean, it seems to me there's more racism going the other way. But if you even point that out, that means you're a you're racist. You're a racist. Right? And it's just... That, that, that's exactly... And, and so if people can yeah. believe... I'm sorry. No, uh, Tony, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. And and I understand... So if they'll believe that, then okay. believing COVID, I mean... Tony, I, you got to let me get a word in here, okay? Uh, and I understand why you're wearing a face mask, you know, a shield. Uh, because you want to go places and they're not letting you in, or they're saying you can't come in, who the hell wants to be rejected like that? I just showed up for a sub, or I just showed up, you know. No, you can't because you know because because because. Uh, Tony, I, I I don't know what to tell you, my friend. Um, I don't wear a mask. I, I refuse to wear a mask. I will walk out of a business and I will tell them I am not coming back. If you people are this damn dumb, why should I give you money? Why should I make a profit for you when you're fueling and aiding and abetting the very thing that's killing businesses and killing your business as well? You're stupid and you deserve the retribution for stupidity. And that's unfortunate, but that's going to be a hard and fast fact of life for a lot of these people. It's been said that 75, 80% of the restaurants out there are not coming back. And if you watch the corporations with their chains of restaurants across the United States, they're prepared to take any hit on the profit end of things, and they'll still survive. What's going to be run out of business is the local eatery, the local restaurants, the local shops. They're the ones that are going to be run out of business. So at any rate, Tony, I thank you for your call. Now, I specifically picked this out toward the end of the program. Um, 
This is by Dr. Marilyn M. Singleton. And this is a very accomplished woman. And guess what? She's black. Oh, oh, you mean through hard work and study in, in, in a field, you accomplished some of the pinnacles of what your vocation can provide? How did that happen? Did you scream inequality? Did you make such a noise that your professors gave you passing grades and then you went out in the real world to practice your profession and you were just a scam artist? No. She's accomplished through hard, hard work. She says, I grew up in a segregated neighborhood within, where within three months of our Doberman's death, our house was burglarized four times. Thus a new architectural feature, burglar bars. I can't imagine my old neighborhood with no police to protect us. Our experience reflected the 2016 and 2019 studies showing no racial bias in police shootings, what Harvard Roland G. Fryer Jr. called the most surprising result of my career. And I, and I like what she calls herself. She calls herself a, boom, a boomer black person. She says, year after year, this boomer black woman has seen the country change for the better. It was the ever-present burglar bars that made me appreciate integration all the more. Now I can live in any neighborhood I choose. As black people move through the integrated society, negative attitudes changed. While the Great Society's federal poverty uh, programs helped around the edges, the rules for some programs encourage mothers to jettison their children's father from the home. Fatherless children are more likely to be high school dropouts, thus limiting their opportunities for the future. And let me stop and digress here, folks. It's not that the high school education gives you that much. It's the discipline to get the grades in school. It's the discipline that has to be used in studies in high school, in college, in any profession, period. It's the dedication to it. It's the studiousness, the earnestness of the individual, okay? There must be more to social policy than throwing federal dollars at the undeserved. Reliance on government money is the road to a permanent low income. This saps the recipient of dignity and the spirit of achievement. Welfare programs hurt more than they have helped by marrying the recipients to the government. Black Panther Minister of Information Eldridge Cleaver said it well. He said, what we have to do is to organize people in free institutions that can put them to work. And then they can draw their living out of the economy, not out of the federal treasury. If we create projects through the state like President Roosevelt did with the New Deal, okay, I'm not going to expound on that one, you augment the power of the state. But if you do it through decentralized structures that are controlled by the people, then we maintain our freedom within a free institution. Black activists complained that cities were run by white men. For years, we've had black mayors, chiefs of police, and school superintendents. Sadly, little has changed. As of 2013, only 59% of black males finished high school. High school dropouts have a 70% chance of going to prison. 
Black folks cannot partake of the opportunities in front of them without a good education. And I still maintain it's the discipline. But be that as it may, many times the worst teachers are shunted to poor neighborhoods with substandard schools. Meanwhile, progressives bow down to the unions and oppose school choice. And paradoxically, uh, champion the free flow of illegal aliens for cheap labor, thus displacing black high school dropouts from these unskilled jobs. Social justice warriors and white teenagers from well-heeled neighborhoods seemed to think there were no successful black folks until uh, the SJWs decided to rescue us. My grandfather graduated from a white medical school in 1905. My mother's big sister became a dentist in the 1940s. Repeat, black female dentist. 40s. Oh yes, the SJWs lovingly suggest you read self-flagellating books about how every white person is a racist. Why don't they ever suggest 1950s tennis trailblazer Atheus Gibson? I always wanted to be somebody. Or Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun? By Reginald Lewis, a poor black kid who attended college on a scholarship and Harvard Law School, worked his way up through the financial world of leverage buyouts, and in 1987 bought Beatrice International for a cool $985 million. Predictably, the SJWs find an excuse for why some blacks are able to make something out of their lives and are eager to blame faceless white devils for their failures of black folks. To tell this to a regular guy from Twitter, I'm a 33-year-old black male and I have never been oppressed. I can buy a car, I can buy a home, I can obtain a passport, I can work. I love this great country and proud to be an American. Of course, he was labeled with the obligatory Uncle Tom moniker. Democrats had the presidency, the House, and the Senate for two years during Barack Obama's presidency. It's curious that there were no mass nationwide protests under Obama's watch, even with police-involved deaths. Did the civil rights advocates think he was actually doing something for black people? Was he given a pass because he's black? Of course. Giving black people a pass is so racist, it implies that black people are not up to the task. What is going on now is beyond protesting. It is sick, cult-like behavior. White people kneeling in front of black people, professing their brokenness and begging forgiveness? For what? The immutable trait of their skin color? What about the descendants of black slave owners? If you can find them, they should probably be thrashed. I would not have a scintilla of respect for anyone who knelt before me and apologized for being alive. Let's stipulate that some people, both black and white, are actual racists. Tarring all people with the same brush is a dangerous road to travel and risk the loss of goodwill. While protesters say they want a conversation about race, why would anyone converse with this disdainful overlord wannabe who has determined that you are lower than a worm's belly at the outset? This is a recipe for a race war, not peace. As a physician, I cannot ignore the plain fact 
that the people who champion social distancing and mass shamming are silent about the current large gatherings of protesters standing shoulder to shoulder. This must be one smart virus that can tell the difference between anti-economic lockdown, let me feed my family protesters, and Black Lives Matter protesters. And why do only some Black Lives Matter? 19 people were killed in Chicago during the last weekend of May as Black Lives Matter protests rolled on. With its black superintendent of police and black mayor from January 1 to June 1st of 2020, Chicago had 236 homicides, 165 of whom were known to be black. None were killed by the police. Most were under 30 years of age. Where are the national television stories and public vigils? Where are they? This woman is no slouch. She's a board-certified anesthesiologist, member of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. She ran for Congress in California's 13th District in 2012, fighting to try to give 700,000 citizens the right to control their own lives. And despite being told they don't take Negroes at Stanford, she graduated uh, from Stanford and earned her M.D. at the University of California, San Francisco, their medical school. She completed two years of surgery residency at UCSF, followed by an anesthesia residency at Harvard's Beth Israel Hospital. She was the first uh, she was first an instructor, then assistant professor of anesthesiology and critical care medicine at John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore before she returned to private practice in California. She's still working in the operating room. She attended the uh, University of California Berkeley Law School, focusing on constitutional law and administrative law. Smart lady. Got to know that administrative law because that's what the system exists. She also interned at the National Health Law Program and practiced both insurance and health law. This woman is an accomplished woman, and she speaks the truth. But you will not see any news media going out to interview her, to speak these words for public record. It's just not going to happen. What she said in there is what I've been saying now, those words came from a white dude. These words come from a black woman. We see the same thing. We see the exact same things. Why are you giving me a funny look? Let's take the break. We'll be back in three.
Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting facebook.com slash republic broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth. Talk Right, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right, all the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. Talk Right makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download Talk Right today from Google Play or the App Store. The Republic Broadcasting Network, late night, premiere show, Radical Hardcore is hosted by activists that want to hear from you, the listeners, so that you can get involved in the activism, please call in at 800-313-9443 at 10 p.m. to enter the discussion. To book yourself as a guest, call our studio at 202-657-5715 or contact RBN staff. Remember, keep it real and take the red pill. This is too good to be true, except this time it is real. 100%. No joke. How about a $25,000 membership to Front Sight Firearms Training Facility as a thank you bonus for a one-time donation to RBN of only $500? It is a Commander Lifetime membership with no yearly fees or dues. The training is free for the rest of your life with over 50 different classes then leave it to your designated beneficiary. You provide the approved firearm, holster, ammo, eye, and ear protection. Many features and bonuses are included, more than you would ever expect or believe. This is the ultimate graduation present, wedding gift, etc., etc. See the details. Go to RBN's webpage and frontsite.com to make it happen. You will hear this offer only on this radio network. Help keep RBN alive. Tell five. Take down, break down, take down. Everybody wants into the crowded line. Break down, take down. You busted, busted. Shake down, break, break down. Hurry, just about the time you think it's all right. You know, I just love people that are trying to instruct a 67-year-old on what's fair and what isn't. I think I've got a pretty good idea of what's fair in life and what isn't. Chris in Vegas. Hello, Chris. Well, good afternoon, John. You'd spoken earlier about the elderly man, I said 75 or thereabouts, who had been kept in for about that many days in the hospital and 
apparently each time they gave him a test, he was marked as a different COVID case. Well, it's pretty simple to see the logic behind that, or at least the motivation, modus operandi. Uh, the CDC and who, apparently, and whoever knows who else is funding this hoax, has put up this bounty of $13,000 per COVID case. And just a simple math, you do 13,000 times 20 cases only, uh, if it was only every couple of three days, that's $260,000. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what the motivation for driving up those numbers is. It's strictly uh, unjust enrichment by the hospitals or the facilities that are keeping these people. And these are exactly the policies that they put forward in the clown Cliven model to motivate the hospitals to be propelled to participate in fraud and extortion and Medicare fraud. Uh, this is obviously nothing but a monetary scheme to extort money from the world for everybody to get rich of that's involved in the so-called medical care business. And, you know, I don't dispute that there might be some people who are compromised that might be susceptible like the poor people in nursing homes where they're sending infected patients in New York and a few other places around the country, uh, it's just absolutely insane that these people are just strictly money-motivated and self-interested. Well, and, and, and it, it's funny you should be talking about this because I'm just looking at a story to post up on the website, Fauci's Remdesfer, whatever this treatment, it costs nine. It costs nine dollars per dose, but it'll be sold at three thousand dollars per treatment. And and the company That's that good well, no kidding. And the company <laughs> is linked to uh, George Soros. Uh, oh, surprise, surprise! Isn't that isn't that something? I, I mean, we're we're up to our uh, we're up to our eyeballs in the greedy, the the avariciousness, the uh, complete lack of. I, I don't. Some people call them psychopaths. I think this is. I, I I think this is what you're seeing, is the love of money. These Absolutely. are the. You know. <laughs> I mean, it's a sickness, and what you do every day of your life is to try to stack more because that's how you prove to yourself that you're successful. You've got to keep enriching yourself. You got to be worth more. You got to make more. You got to take more. You got to get more. How much is enough? You, you've heard the old question. How much is enough? How much money can you spend? You got forty cars, collector cars in your garage. How many cars can you drive at the same time? How many airplanes do you own? How much is duplicated, and how much do you really need? It's never enough, ever. Too much ain't enough. Too much ain't enough. Maybe <laughs> you're the only thing I get too much of ain't enough. Thank you so much, John. God bless America. Okay, well, thanks for your call. I appreciate it. Good way to end the show with a little chuckle, at least. At any rate, we will see you tomorrow with another edition of the National Intel Report. Thank you for being here today, folks. The battle is starting to form. The sides are being taken. Which side are you going to be on and how effective are you going to be for a freedom fighter? That is going to depend on each and every one of us. We'll see you tomorrow.
Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-Keep-It-Today. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.